Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage Podcast. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas, my co-host. Uh, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon in Alabama. Jake, how you doing today? Man, I am still pumped up out of that game last night, man. That it really was an unbelievable game. You know, first off, hats off to to Georgia and that program. They they played a heck of a game. They played about as well as they could for for most of the game. But against Alabama, you have to play the complete sixty minutes, and and that was that was the difference in the game. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I mean, I did the, the energy at first for Alabama wasn't there. Uh, Georgia come out strong. And, um, I mean, Fromm played out of his mind last night, and and so did Swift. And uh, they just had it all clicking. But, you know, there's a few things we'll delve into in the game that, uh, that I have some questions about. But, uh, man, other than that, man, it was it was awesome. It really was. And, you know, Jake Fromm, he, he did. He, pl- he played the best game of his career, in my opinion. He, uh, he was accurate. He threw with good timing. And his offensive line did a good job of protecting him, and that was that was really the key to the game yes. for Georgia offensively was the play of their offensive line and the accuracy that that, that Prom threw the football with. Yeah, and, and you know, and on, as far as Alabama is concerned, Alabama just never seemed to find a rhythm offensively. You know, they had a few drop passes in the game. Yeah. Tua was a little off with his timing, and his his passes wasn't as accurate as they usually. Are and it was just just kind of one of those days where nothing was going right on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, you're right. But when Alabama uh, uh, was was running the ball, they they seemed to have pretty good. They averaged five point three yards a carry, I believe, against Georgia. Yeah. So they, when they tried to run, they they had a they had a good uh, run game going. Josh Jacobs had a good game, uh, and uh, Najee had a couple big runs, but. Uh, you know, it was it was just kind of a weird game, really. Uh, uh, everything that could go wrong. I mean, Alabama didn't play well the first half. They they lost the turnover battle. Yeah. Uh, Jake Fromm played out of his mind. Uh, Tua gets hurt, and Alabama still wins somehow. It's it really was a remarkable finish to that game, and I know we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts for years to come after that performance last night in the fourth quarter of that game. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of the, the things, you know, you always hear, you know, people talk. I do it myself. Uh, if you're going to be Alabama, you've got to have, you know, a couple of things. you got to have Alabama making mistakes, you know, turn win the turnover battle, and have a quarterback playing out of his mind. Jake Fromm did that. They won over the turnover battle. But the biggest thing late in that game – um, was was coaching. I mean, I don't understand why Kirby went for it on fourth and eleven as Alabama was in safe punt and uh, punt safe, and, um, and he should have saw that, called a timeout, and I mean he would have lost a timeout. But I mean, yeah, Jalen Jalen played out of his mind when he come in, but he, you know, you you give him a short field out like that, you figure he's gonna make plays because he's done it before. But would you rather for him to start like at the twenty or maybe down the ball within the five and make him drive the whole field? That's what I would have done personally. But yeah, you I mean know. you you have to make a team go eighty instead of fifty. Exactly. Yeah. Especially late in the game in a tie ball game. 
with the other team playing their backup quarterback. Yeah. Now, I know Jalen's not your average backup quarterback, but he's still the backup quarterback, and he hadn't played a whole lot this year. So That's you right. got you you got to make it as tough as possible, and that was he, he was first of all they were not going to fool anybody with Justin Fields on the punt team. Mm-mm. That's not going to fool anybody. No. Obviously, it's going to be a fake. Exactly. Uh, that was just a – it was a boneheaded move uh, by Kirby. And, you know, Kirby uh, – Kirby's really starting to rub me the wrong way. Yeah. He was very arrogant in his post-game press conference. He don't even – he won't even call Coach Saban by his name. He, he nope. says the coach on the other sideline. Yeah. I mean, does he not realize what Nick Saban and the University of Alabama has done for him? Oh, yeah. He is definitely. in the position he is right now, obviously because he's worked hard and that he's a good football coach. But he's also in the position he's in right now because of Nick Saban and the University of Alabama. So he's in, he needs to show them some respect. And I think it's disrespectful and classless of the, the way that Kirby Smart talks about the University of Alabama and Coach Nick Saban. And I know I'm fired up, but it's just wrong and disrespectful the way he does. Yeah, you're right, and uh, I don't, I don't know, you know. Saban gave him everything at Alabama. I mean, and they all, I mean, he's a he's a great, great uh, coach. You know, he's he's got this Georgia team and the SEC championship game the last two years. But you need to give praise where praise is due. I mean, absolutely. And you know, yeah, Georgia has led against Alabama the last two times, but but Kirby, you know, has has messed up in his coaching. And, uh, and you know, last night was another one, you know. But uh, going back to the game, um, one of the big things that, you know, we talked about the, the drop passes, but when Jalen come in and, and there was a third and 13, he had to he had to get it. Um, Irv Smith was right there on the, you know, right where he got it. He caught it. That was a huge catch. And uh, when he rolled out and Jalen Waddle was wide open. That was the most prettiest pass I've ever seen Jalen throw, and uh, and also the top window pass to Jared Gidu for the for the yeah. To me, that 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 was the throw of the game. Yeah, uh, and really probably the throw of Jalen Hurts' career at Alabama. Yeah, when he was rolling right and he let the ball go at about the fifteen yard line, and Judy caught it in stride, perfect ball placement, about seven or eight yards deep in the end zone. I mean that that ball was on a rope and it was on target. That that was really a wonderful moment. And I'll be honest with you, at that moment of the game and after the after the game and the post game, when I seen Coach Saban and Jalen together there uh, with the interview, oh, I, was, I got choked up. Oh yeah, I did too. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a first class dude. I mean yeah. he really is, and it's it was it was great to see him perform that way. And to perform that well on the biggest stage last night to get that comeback victory for Alabama. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, I've seen a lot of uh, you know tweets today and people post on Facebook, Auburn fans saying, you know, right. I can't stand Alabama, but Jalen Hurts is a first class guy, and and he is. You know, he could have he could have sulked, he could have been mad that he lost his starting job, he could have left and transferred, but no. Saban told him, said, look, you, he, you know, and Saban said this last night, uh, you know, he told uh, Jalen, there's going to be a time for you to come in and you're going to have to make a play and win a game for us. I feel it. And last night was it. And he come in and he went, I mean, he only, he went seven to nine. One of them, one of them was, I think, a drop and the other one was a throwaway. And yeah. uh, I mean, other than that, he, I mean, his throws, that's the best I've seen Jalen throw ever as an Absolutely. Alabama quarterback. Absolutely. And it's when they did it the most and it was, 
it, it, it really was just an, an unbelievable moment. And I, I just, I really still can't even believe that it happened. Yeah. Not that I doubt, I didn't, I mean, when Jalen went in, I didn't really doubt that he could do it. I just, I wasn't expecting him to be as great as he was in that moment. I thought yeah. he would probably be solid because he's looked solid all year, but he he really played outstanding, and it's it, it's just a testament to his character. It's a testament to his work ethic. Yes, really, what kind of person he is, and it was just great to see. Uh, it's a great victory for Alabama winning the SEC and, championship. And one other thing I want to touch on was Josh Jacobs. He he went, you know, he carried the ball eight times for eighty three yards last night, two touchdowns. But he had the he had flu like symptoms. He's been throwing up all week. He said, and yeah. him to come out and had that type of performance that was huge for us as well. Yeah, you know, it's, it really it's great to be great to be SEC champions again this year. I, I know yeah. it's great to to win the national title last year, but it's also good again this year to get that SEC championship. You know, to me, it seemed like that was the national championship game yesterday, and we talked about that the other night when we yeah. did the preview show. It just it felt like this SEC championship game was was really the national championship game. Definitely, and there's not many people in this country that that wouldn't agree that Georgia is one of the top four teams in the country. And I, think, oh yeah, you know we're fish, we're fishing to move on to the uh, to the college football playoffs. But I do think the committee got it right by by giving the slight edge to Oklahoma. They're a conference champion, and they have one less loss than Georgia does. Yeah, but as far as I test go, I believe that Georgia's one of the top four teams, and and uh. You know, it's unfortunate they don't get to have their opportunity. But, you know, it, it, it you know, they had a great season. They, they don't have nothing to be ashamed of. And, you know, they, they shouldn't have laid an egg in Baton Rouge. And, and yeah. if they didn't have, lay that egg in Baton Rouge, that they would be in the playoffs right now. Oh, yeah, I agree. You know, that's, uh, but, uh, that, that's, a, that's a key thing right there was the loss right. to LSU. Yeah. And, and, I, and it was obvious to me that to, to the committee, the debate was only between Georgia – in Oklahoma, yeah, because Ohio State's twenty-nine point loss to a six-and-six six Purdue team is just—it's really unforgivable, so to speak. So it is. I, yeah. I think the only debate was between Oklahoma and Georgia, and I think you were splitting hairs between those two. And when you're splitting hairs, you got to give the the upper hand to the conference champion and to the team with with one less loss. I agree. But so you know, with that, we're going to move on to the to the college football playoff. You know, just to preview, we're going to have more episodes leading up to the to the college football playoff uh, uh, in December, at the end of December. But uh, just kind of our quick, you know, just kind of we're, we're really kind of going off the cuff here. We haven't really even talked about it. We just kind of decided in a text back and forth that we did this quick episode this afternoon. We we both had a few minutes to spare, so we thought we'd kind of uh, give, give a little preview of what we might expect, you know, with, with Notre Dame and Clemson. I think that Clemson is, is obviously – a, a better team than Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame is one of those teams that they're, you know, I think Herb Street said it on the, on the selection show that, you know, they're not going to wow you with anything that they do. They just play solid football on both sides of the ball. And, you know, that that really is true. You know, they, they're not going to blow any teams out because that's not how they're built. And, uh, you know, that they're a, they're a good, solid football team. I don't think athletically – you know, for four quarters that they can match up with, with Clemson. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. He's played well all season. Travis Etienne is one of the best running backs in the country. 
Clemson has one of the better defensive lines in the country. But I, I do want to say if, if you can, you know, kind of contain Clemson's defensive line, you, you, can, you can get some plays on their, their linebackers and their secondary. So that, that's something to watch in this game because Inbook can, can move around in the pocket and can make some plays with his feet. So if he can elude some pressure and make some throws, I, I think they can hang with him for a little while. But I do think Clemson's too much. So early on, I'm, I'm obviously leaning Clemson in that game. Yeah. What are, your, what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, you know, like you, you pretty much hit all the high points. Um, you know, Lawrence uh, is a true freshman. Just uh, He's had a good year. Um, he's had a he's had some concussion problems, but uh, looks like he's he's over that now. Um, but they they're pretty much loaded on both sides of the ball, and you know, Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, they are uh, they got like you said, Ian Book. He's uh, when when he come in uh, early in the year, he changed the complexion of that team. So absolutely, uh, he, you know, he is he is their X factor leading up to this game. But uh, yeah, I'm going to get the slot edge uh, right now. Uh, it could change, of course, but uh, to Clemson. Yeah, you know, it, it just seems like Clemson has a, just a few, a few more athletes than what uh, than what uh, Notre Dame has, and that's that's really the biggest difference between those two teams. Right. But uh, but on to uh, to Alabama and Oklahoma, it's really kind of the matchup that I think the nation really wants to see. You know, Kyler Murray versus Alabama's defense and Tua Tungavaloa. It's just – it's kind of the matchup that that's really good for college football. Uh, I kind of wish they'd wait on handing the Heisman Trophy out until after this this game. I agree. Uh, obviously, Tua, Tua kind of hurt himself as far as the Heisman goes with yesterday's performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think as of right now, you, you have to give the Heisman to Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's still close. But I, if I was a voter, even though I love to and I love Alabama, I'd have I'd have to give the edge to Kyler Murray after his performance yesterday in their in their conference championship game. Yeah. But uh, as far as the game itself goes, uh, obviously I, with Alabama having the the few weeks off to to kind of heal up and kind of hit the refresh button, so to speak, get everybody healthy, get to a healthy. You know, find their rhythm again. They just seem so, like Saban said, like they've just been so emotionally drained the last few weeks. And I think they can kind of catch their mojo back. Obviously, Oklahoma has a hard time stopping everybody. <laughs> they haven't stopped anybody all year. So I think Alabama will, will can pretty much name their score in this game. Uh, obviously, Kyler Murray's a fantastic football player, and Oklahoma has a fantastic offense. Uh, Lincoln Riley is a great offensive mind and does a great job with his quarterbacks and with his receivers, the way they're able to make big plays. They're obviously going to make some plays against Alabama. I mean, that, that's no no surprise to me. I mean, I, I think it'd be foolish to think that, that Oklahoma will not score, you know, at least in the 20s and, and, and most likely get, get to around the 30-point mark. Yeah. Kind of what I'm thinking early on. I know it's still, it's still several weeks until the game's actually played and and a lot of things can change or happen in that time. But I feel like Alabama can, can get around 50 or so, and I feel like Oklahoma is going to be in the, the 20 or 30 range. That's just my early early thoughts, and, you know, like I said, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, you know, Oklahoma, like you said, they have struggled on defense. I mean, they gave up uh, 46 to a 
pretty much terrible uh, Texas Tech team. They gave up 40 to a terrible Kansas team. So, uh, and then, of course, you know, that blow, the the shootout, uh, 59 to 56 against West Virginia. Um, but, you know, Kyler Murray is is a great quarterback. And uh, like you said, he's going to get his plays in. Uh, I feel like, you know, on defense, we're going to have to um, – who, who's our fastest linebacker, you would say? I, I mean, I, I would assume Mac Wilson. I would tell you, I, I would figure we're probably. I mean, they're both. I mean, to me, they're both. Dylan Moses and 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 Mac Wilson are interchangeable. They're they're the same player to me. Yeah, and I feel like we're going to have to do some QB contains, QB spies uh, with either Wilson or Moses uh, for a couple, you know, couple series to to uh, keep Murray in the pocket maybe and keep him from. From running you know, I, hey, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not so sure we won't play an extra defensive back and have someone like uh, Xavier McKinney or Shaheen Carter or uh, or maybe even Deontay Thompson kind of kind of do a little spying on him. Hey, yeah. and real quick, I, I want you to continue, but real quick, I want to shout out Shaheen Carter. Oh. I'm not sure there's a better defensive back right now in college football than Shaheen Carter. This <laughs> dude has been playing out of his mind the last few weeks, and I just wanted to give him a shout out because he, he's playing incredible football right now. Yeah, he is. I mean, he ah, – man, the, the last night, I mean, he was reading them routes, especially uh, on that drive that uh, – the, the last drive of the game for uh, Georgia. He was cutting in under the receiver to knock balls away. And, I mean, it it was just awesome. And uh, But, yeah, you know, like I said, um, uh, Oklahoma's offense is really good. The defense is, is Swiss cheese. Um, so, I, I think Alabama, like you said, is going to – they can pretty much name their score, uh, right? Yeah, but you know, I I believe in Alabama's defense, but against a, a attack like this, they're gonna give up, like you said, twenty or thirty. But but you know, I'm not real worried about this game now that because we do have two and we do have Jalen. We finally can throw the ball deep and uh, and and get some success. You know, back in twenty, I think when we lost them in twenty thirteen, we couldn't move the ball on them whatsoever, and uh, I don't know what. Uh, I gosh, I haven't watched that game in so long. I forgot the reason why, but we just looked flat in that game from best I can remember. But but this is a well, different. It was it was the uh, uh, see that was the year that we uh, we lost to uh, Auburn in the kick six, right? Yeah, I believe that's right. Yep. So well, and it's, so we wasn't really playing for nothing. We thought we were going to play for the for third straight national title, and I mean I'm going to put up a bunch of points in the game, but you know it, it just wasn't. You know, Oklahoma, Trevor Knight played out of his mind that game. So, it was just one of those kind of anomaly games to me. One yeah. One of them Steven Garcia games, really. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I at the beginning of the game last night, I thought it was going to be like, you know, uh, Steven Garcia-esque with uh, Fromm, which he played like it. But, um, right. but you know, it and, – And, you know, you can't – you can't do nothing about that. And, no. and you can't criticize Alabama's defense. When, when a quarterback is putting it – the way Jake Fromm was putting it in, in in spots yesterday with our defenders, I mean, nobody got beat yesterday. No, they were in position, but a perfect pass defeats perfect defense every time. That's just that's just the nature of the beast. That's but right. But you gotta, but but you gotta make them make the perfect pass because they're not always going to. So that's and that's what Alabama does on defense. So your quarterback has to play perfect. Yeah, exactly. And and you said it on the last podcast. Uh, about his his uh, over the shoulder throws and back and back shoulder throws. I mean, um, there was one. I think it was either on the last drive or, or the second to last drive where I don't know how we got Buzz stuck out on. Uh, I forgot who. On the run, yeah. But 
I mean, he just lobbed that up, and and the you know the running back just walked right underneath it and and took off with it. I mean, I was like, man. I mean, oh, he he's an accurate he's an accurate quarterback. He's yeah. and he's really underrated nationally, in my opinion. He is, and you can't stop that. So you know, Alabama did what they could, and um, but but I'm glad that we come out on top, and and I'm looking forward to the Alabama Oklahoma game. I'm looking forward to a lot of these uh, playoffs games because. After this, football's over for another six months, and you know right, yeah. we got to go through. Uh, but of course, we we we're here to talk about all sports. Yes, uh, Alabama football, college football is our bread and butter, but but we do like other sports, and we got enough to talk about. And we're gonna keep doing these podcasts, so you know everybody just stay tuned. We we got a lot in store for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, that's that's all we have for today. Uh, we just wanted to kind of give our quick recap of the SEC championship game. And then a you know a small preview of, of what's coming up in the college football playoff. Uh, remember to give us a follow on Twitter at doublecov underscore pod. Uh, hit us up, you know. Uh, tell us what you think, uh, what you like, what you don't like. If you got something you want us to talk about, you know, we're fixing to have a break on football. We'll probably do some college basketball and NBA, and you know whatever. Just if you got us something you want us to talk about, uh, let us know. We'll research it and. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll give a podcast on it. So just let us know at DoubleCub underscore pod. Uh, we appreciate the su- support. Uh, subscribe to us uh, on on iTunes, on the Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcast. Uh, you can download the Anchor app and subscribe and listen that way. Uh, Spotify. There's all sorts of ways to, to, to get in touch with us and, and to listen to our podcast. We appreciate the support. Y'all have a great evening. See y'all.